welcome to another episode of Cracking One Open. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And we're talking about beer. Let's just get into it. What are we fucking drinking today? All right. That's Damn. right. <laughs> Getting aggressive. <laughs> this week, we are cracking open Mango Smoothie, a fruited tart ale from Dogfish Head Brewery, uh, which has their headquarters located in Milton, Delaware. Question. Yes. Did you say smoothie or smoothie? Smoothie. Okay. I just didn't know if you mispronounced it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Wikipedia, co-founder Sam Calag- Calagione. 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 Uh, started brewing in his kitchen in New York City, where he created his first beer out of overripe cherries with his roommates. Get ready for this. Ken Marino and Joe Latulio. Oh, snap. That's <laughs> awesome. So listeners, you may know Ken Marino from or as Vinnie Van Lowe from Veronica Mars. He was also in Party Down and he was Brooklyn Children's 99. Hospital. He was the police chief for a while. Oh, I he forgot was he was on there chief. too. But yeah, Joe Latrulio is Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I laughed out loud when I read that. <laughs> so according to their website, Dogfish Head was officially founded in 1995 and it was then known as Dogfish Head Brewings and Eats. And it was the state's first brew pub in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. The plan was to bring original beer, original food, and original music to the area. Not only was Dogfish Head Delaware's first brew pub, it was also the smallest commercial brewery in America. With their first batches brewed on a system that was essentially three little kegs with propane burners underneath, they were brewing 12-gallon batches of beer for an entire restaurant. It proved to be more than a full-time job when the doors first opened, brewing three times a day, five times a week. But the benefit to brewing on such a small system is that they were able to produce and try out a myriad of different recipes. And this is where their slogan, quote, off-centered ales for off-centered people, came into play. Their hunger for weird ingredients and venturing off the beaten path was just getting started. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> Fast forward to 2002, after spotting a stainless steel bin in a rural Delaware scrapyard, which inspired them to explore the world of spirits. Co-founder Sam worked with engineers and welders to reshape the tank in the form of a pot still, lovingly nicknamed Frankenstill. And Dogfish's days of hand distilling gin, rum, and vodka began. They have since expanded their distillery operations to their Milton campus, where Frankenstill is standing guard. <laughs> In 2013, they continued to expand the business by creating the Dogfish Inn, located in historic downtown Lewes. I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay. Uh, which they call a base camp for both beer lovers and adventure seekers alike. In 2015, Dogfish opened a seafood restaurant called Chesapeake and Maine, inspired by co-founders Sam and Mariah's connections to both Maine and Chesapeake regions. Featuring fresh seafood sourced exclusively from its namesake regions, the restaurant has coastal dishes, handcrafted cocktails, and dogfish beers in a casual, nautical-themed atmosphere. Dogfish was Officially acquired by the Boston Beer Company in 2019. No! 
which, fucking traitors. Which they called a merger with our longtime friends in beer. They said, quote, with complimentary portfolios and a band of like-minded coworkers, we combined our superpowers in the beer, spirits, and off-centered experience worlds with Boston's superpowers in building strong, diverse, and innovative brands in craft beer and beyond beer. In every turn, our restless desire to create what hasn't yet been imagined keeps us bringing new stories, new tastes, and new experiences to you. Because we don't jump on the bag wagon, we are the funky drummer. End quote. Which to me basically sounds like, don't worry guys, we're still cool. <laughs> Sorry, you lost some cool points. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Sold out to Sam Adams. It couldn't sell yeah. out to, ugh, I guess it could sell out to a worse beer, but I mean, come on. <laughs> So before we get to this week's beer, I just wanted to quickly go over some of the other weird beers that Dogfish Head has produced. Mm-hmm. They consider their first successful beer to be Midas Touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was brewed with honey, white muscat grapes, and saffron. We had that a mad long time ago. This is my thing. I can't believe we've never done Dogfish because their beers are so weird. Yeah. Midas Touch would have been an awesome episode because it's based on... Um, it, in Minos, it's based yep. on it reflects stuff the ingredients that. that were found in 2700 year old drinking vessels from the tomb of King Midas. Like it's old 2700 year old beer. It's awesome. Yeah. I cannot believe it's taking us this long to do dogfish. I know. I know. Well, I, I, I try to shy away from the big names. Like the only other big name that we've really done I can think of is Elysian. And that was only part of a six pack series. Oh no, we did do one of we did Guinness. We did, we did a whole episode about Guinness. Yeah, but that was for St. Patrick's Day. That's different. And we split <laughs> it up between Guinness and Smittix. Smittix is also huge. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not blaming you for not doing dog no, fishing. I, I just can't believe we've never done it before. Yeah. I mean, at any point, I could have would have just said, hey, we should do a dogfish head. They're beard, they're dogfish beard, they're weird. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Yeah. So there's also liquor de malt. A bottle conditioned malt liquor that typically comes in a dogfish head brown paper bag. That's awesome. Uh, then there's Verdi Verdi Good, which was only sold on draft and is a greenish beer. Uh. And the color was derived from the use of spirulina, which is a blue green algae. Dope. Then we've got Pangea. A Belgian-style strong pale ale made with ingredients from every continent on Earth. I get it. Crystallized ginger from Australia, water from Antarctica, basmati rice from Asia, muscovado sugar from Africa, quinoa from South America, European yeast, and North American maize. I mean, that sounds awesome, but that beer has got to have been expensive. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. But I, I like it. And I also like that it's Pangea. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a good name. <laughs> and then last but certainly not least, I think we've mentioned this before, but the New York Times actually profiled the brewery's efforts to make a chicha beer, a traditional Latin American beverage made from maize, which requires chewing the corn and spitting it into a communal pot. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. So. Dogfish Head says of Mango Smoothie, quote, you don't need to be a cinema buff to know that Dogfish Head Mango Smoothie, our latest off-centered art series ale, is a showstopper. Inspired by the fruit-based Indian drink Lassie, Dogfish Head Mango Smoothie is a tart ale brewed with 
boatloads of mango and tangerine, lactose, vanilla, and a touch of rose water and yellow cardamom. Just a touch. <laughs> Just, uh, I was, <laughs> that fucked me up. <laughs> the result is a fruit forward libation with sweet mango and vanilla flavor on the front and a subtle warm spice finish. The movie-centric packaging is the third of our 2021 Off-Centered Art Series illustrations done by our art series artist, Ryan Besh. This whimsical beach scene is all about capturing the stars of the show while also giving a nod to the iconic fire towers that line the iconic coastline in our home state of Delaware. This fruity brew started as a beer exploration journal exclusive in our Milton tasting room where it quickly rose to the top as a guest favorite. We knew what we had to do. Bottle that goodness up and send it out for everyone to enjoy. Oh, yeah. And as a side note, the Beer Exploration Journal is basically like a pilot series kind of idea, like a scratch series where... They just make beer and see what works? Yeah, and there's actually a, a section on their website where like if you visited the brewery and you had this experimental beer, you can go back and review it and like tell them what you thought about it. And that's kind of like how they that's figure the out... journal idea? Yeah, they kind of figure out like what to actually distribute that's, that's like two roads you used to do that with the pilot series. Yeah. i don't even think they do the pilot series anymore no we haven't seen it well we but also haven't have... been to the tap room proper in a while to check it out i was there not that long ago but they don't have they used to hand you the little cards too mm-hmm. yeah yeah like review or, or you can hand one grab one yourself and write your review of the beer yeah but that's cool mm-hmm. I like that journal idea so as a side note of course i had to think out of course, I had to find out what the drink Lassie actually is. So this is an ancient drink originating from the Punjab region, which is northern India and eastern Pakistan. A Lassie is a blended drink with yogurt slash curd, water, spices, and sometimes fruit. It actually has amazing health benefits. I'm looking at your face right now and you're like, Uh, it has amazing health benefits, especially when it comes to digestion. It not only fights indigestion, bloating and constipation, but it helps fight acidity. And because lassi is prepared from yogurt, it soothes the stomach and brings down acidity levels. And I said, that's why it helps with gut stuff because it's got yogurt in it. Yeah. Still sounds yucky. <laughs> it sounds. I was actually I was looking up some recipes thick. online. It sounds interesting. I would try it, of course. Yeah, India's got a bunch of weird stuff that I've never tried before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I try pretty much everything once. Yeah, so I'll give it a try. <laughs> so, Mango Smoothie clocks in at six point five percent ABV and has an IBU rating of seventeen which is very low on the bitterness scale, kind of right in line with your typical American lager or English brown ale. I figure because it's going to be fruity, it's going to be sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I do not have any hops for this one, but according to Dogfish Head, we can expect the color to be a light orange and hazy with a pale yellow head. It should have a smooth mouthfeel with aromas of mango, vanilla, cardamom, pie crust, and citrus. Ooh, pie crust. And flavors of sweet mango, vanilla, spice, and tart citrus. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. All right. There we go. I like this as a bottle. <laughs> I mean, I know that glass bottles are bad because they can't be recycled infinity times. But 
it's still pretty cool. And I like drinking out of a bottle. I hate drinking out of a can. Yeah. But I'm still going to pour this into a glass so I can tell you what the beer looks like. <laughs> and these, these bottles are very nicely shaped compared to most standard bottles. And as we have talked about before, it's got that embossed. Dogfish head logo. Yeah, on logo it. on it, which is really cool. Anyway, let's crack this open. Nice. Nice. Thank I you. actually got it in one try. You did. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Cheers. I guess cheers. We're using fancy glasses, so we can't really clean yeah. those. Well, we could, but we've already broken one of the fancy glasses before. Oh, this, this is, is not what I expected in color. I was expecting like a smoothie beer color, I guess. I said a hazy golden. You or a did hazy say orange. hazy golden orange color. You did. And it it is essentially, I mean, with the vanilla and the lactose, it's kind of a milkshake beer. When you think about it, even though it's a fruited tart ale. Yeah. Oh, it smells like a sour patch Ooh. kid kind of. It smells like sour candy. Yeah, it does. I wonder how tart this is Ooh. actually going to be. Or a key lime pie, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting a little bit of that pie crust smell. Very citrusy. That's just in the smell. All right. Here we go. Whoa. Oh. Ooh, I like it. I really like that. Very pie crusty. Very much like you're drinking a pie. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, got a lot of lime in it, which is really nice. No, I think but that, that citrus really balances out the- the mango, the vanilla, the pie, like the the smoothness of it, like the the vanilla and the pie crust is balanced out by the citrus. Yes, but it also helps balance out the mango, which isn't necessarily my favorite of the fruits. Same, which is why I kind of wanted to challenge myself. Mango and peach are probably my least favorite fruit flavors. That's crazy. Peaches are delicious. <laughs> you pear loving psycho. I do love pear. But I feel like that vanilla, do you feel like the vanilla is what gives it the pie crust? I kind of feel like the other spices like cardamom are also at play. Sure. Okay. Maybe the malt. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> I can see like if you can make something kind of malty, that cerealness that the malt kind of really gives things sometimes mm -hmm. can mix in with that vanilla and the cardamom to create something a little bit more of a a crust kind of feature yeah, or a pie kind of feature. Cause fruit alone is just going to make it taste like a fruited sour or fruited IPA. Yeah. And this is, I, I will say this is not as tart as I expected from the aroma. No, it smells like it's going to be straight up sour candy. But it doesn't get you like right in the, the back of your mouth. It does not. It's still kind of refreshing for being so sour. Mm -hmm. Like this would still be a nice summertime. It's definitely tart. Sour tart kind of ale thing. is a very accurate description. It's not a sour. No. Close. Maybe even. But on the lower end of that clench your jaw kind of sour. Yeah. This is really good. Very well balanced in terms of the sweetness mm -hmm. and that vanilla. Like it's sweet. It's a tart ale. It's a it's a sour. It's a smoothie beer, but although it's not a smoothie beer, they call it a smoothie because it's part of their movie series. But it's not really a smoothie beer like 
we've had in the past. Like Dockside makes a lot of smoothie beers, which are yes. very much like. Especially lately mm-hmm. now that they've changed brewers. Yeah. They've kind of like really been focusing on that kind of pastry. Not a pastry stout, but the. Um, where you were going with that. Oh, because they were named cakes. They're just smoothie beers. They're just like smoothies. They got so much fruit in them mm-hmm. that they're and they're thicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this definitely is not like that. So the smoothie, like I think it's a clever title. I get it, but I feel like that also maybe a little misleading misleads your audience and maybe even hurts them. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that are like, I need to get so many bottles of a smoothie beer. Like you might get that on tap at Dockside when you're outside in the sun on the beach, mm-hmm. you know. Or on the dock in this case, but you're not going to get that in like a six pack and bring it home. I I really don't think smoothie beers are are a big seller compared to a, a, your general kind of sour beer, which mm-hmm. is what this is kind of more like. Yeah. Because when you said smoothie, I was like, mm, okay, mm-hmm. I think I was going to drink it, but I was like, yeah, it's going to be heavy, but it really isn't. No, it's not. This is. This took me by surprise. I honestly, I bought this because A, we haven't co- covered Dogfish Head before and B, it sounded so weird that I was like, this is this would make a really good episode, but I was fully prepared to not like this. I was fully prepared for this to be one of my first like, I don't like this reviews. <laughs> I really thought uh, you kind of mentioned that. I think you were like, I bought it to challenge. I think you said when I was like, ooh, Dogfish, you're like, I bought it to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. Yeah. This is definitely going to be an empty mug club member. Yeah. Dogfish head is awesome. I've had tons of dogfish head. In fact, it's true. Back it, before we started buying beer for the podcast. We, yeah, yeah. Even before we were really, really into craft beer, this was one of your like go to breweries. Because it was always something weird. Like I loved Midas Touch wasn't even the first one I bought from them. No. Um, but I always loved, and I don't think I bought that. I think you bought it for me and were like, hey, look at what I found. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, snap, that's cool. But like Midas Touch was always, or Dogfish Head was always something that I really admired their weirdness. Yeah. And this was, you know, 10, 12 years ago, you know, when I first turned 21 and I was just looking for beer, you know, I'd buy Corona because mm-hmm. I didn't know any better people. I didn't know. <laughs> and I'd buy... But I'd still buy Dogfish Head, any of them. Mm-hmm. They were so weird and so cool that I just, I had to buy them. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hate that they sold that to Boston, which is Sam Adams. Yeah. BT dubs for anyone who didn't figure that out. <laughs> uh, it kind of makes sense teaming up with Boston because Bo- uh, Sam Adams does occasionally put out weird stuff. Like occasionally they put out the was a Porter Penny Ale or something. It was based on beer that actual porters in Boston were doing at the time. It wasn't a porter like a stout, but it was like this ale and it was garbage. It was terrible, <laughs> but it was based on that old recipe. So it was like what poor people just had in the headline around where we make it. Mm-hmm. And me and my buddy were throwing like pennies into our cup because we hated it so much. It was. Oh, I remember like, that. That's yeah. what it tasted like. Yep. So it kind of makes sense if they were teaming up with a brewery, at least they're teaming up with a brewery that does occasionally put out something that's not garbage, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I was, you know, kind of crap talking Sam Adams before, but because I don't lump them with Budweiser and Bud Light is because they do. I don't like Sam Adams, but Sam Summer's OK. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam Summer on a hot day. Chef's kiss. Cold snaps. Not the worst. 
You know, they have. <laughs> That's a really good compliment. I kinda, it's not the it's worst. It's not the worst. I kind of like Cold Snap. It's interesting. Um, I'd rather have a Cold Snap, I think, than Sam Summer. But was it Porch Rocker that you hated? I think I don't like Porch Rocker. There was also a cherry one. Oh, I hate the cherry one. That was like a quad. That was like a cherry quad. Yeah. I just don't like cherry. Anything. Most anything. <laughs> most anything. But most yeah, anything. Definitely not. So far, I have not had a cherry beer I like because cherry beer is astoundingly like cough syrup. Medicine. It's just medicine. I agree. And I'm not. I like cherry and it's too medicine. It's, it's bad. Um, but if you give me like a cherry sour, that might be different. But so far, cherry beers in general, I have not had a cherry beer where I've been impressed. able to drink it. Like, yeah. I think even beyond impressed. Uh, that might be an interesting episode to do. We get a cherry beer. If I ever find one. You might find one that looks interesting. But yeah, Dogfish had always just, you know, we talk about Turo's whole thing is taking the road less traveled. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any brewery that actually takes the road less traveled more than Dogfish. It's true. And I I didn't realize that their slogan literally is off-centered beer for off-centered people it totally tracks such weird stuff Midas Touch is actually good I I like Midas Touch do you remember it being 9% because apparently it's 9% I do remember (laughs) getting messed up drinking it but no I do not remember in my parents basement (laughs) when we got that four pack I do not remember it being 9% but that makes sense because it's back then that was probably strong yeah it was probably almost mead like the way it was brewed so Mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah yeah but like dogfish, like this is awesome. This is actually probably the most mainstream dogfish I've ever had. Or no, they had a a, a goes kind of like a sea salt kind of goes. I was just gonna say that's also one of my favorite ones. That's it had really like good. Kelp and sea salt. And it was pretty close coriander? to like a geyser goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was more close. I think it was closer to Thimble Islands goes because that coriander, mm-hmm. but it had kelp too. <laughs> if only we could do a side by side. I think they still sell it. I'm pretty sure I still saw that um, last year, anyway, uh, during the summer. Yeah, I've never seen fish. it in bottles, but I I remember seeing it in cans. Like we got it in cans a couple of years ago, at least. I can picture like the logo pretty well, but mm-hmm. that's also pretty mainstream. This is pretty mainstream. Most of their stuff is so interesting and unlike anything else you'd ever get. They've been doing weird stuff for years. Like I'm talking, like I it said, kinda, like 12 It blows years my ago. mind that they've been open since 1995. They're as old as my sibling. Like, <laughs> 27 years old. Yeah. I had no idea. That's crazy. To have a craft brewery that that's old, we don't have many of those when we do these podcasts. Yeah. And to have a brewery that makes weird stuff is really, really cool. Yeah, specifically weird stuff. And have survived and flourished and and, and just... I didn't know they had an inn, but I did know they had the restaurant, because I always want to go to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. They're in Delaware, but I wonder how close they are to Washington, D.C. We could take an Avello flight, stay at the inn, and go to the brewery. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Although we're so close to Washington, D.C., is that really worth flying down for? For a 75-minute flight? Yeah, it is. (laughs) <laughs> because that's what I saw on a billboard the other day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I really like dogfish. I really think what they do is interesting. This beer is interesting. You've already finished your glass. Yeah, this is really, really fucking good. Uh, this bottle is got a, it's a beer bottle. So the label's on the bottom part. It's like a light brick red, I guess, if I could describe it. Like I, a light yeah. Brick. 
adobe. Yeah, that's a good color. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it goes across, you know, two thirds of the bottle or around two thirds of the bottle. And then yeah, there is a pretty big gap uh, it's in the label beer bottles. You just haven't seen beer bottles in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of <laughs> beer bottles do a full wraparound. And then there's the dogfish head logo, which is just a, I guess, dogfish shark. And it's a little stampy thing. And it's yellow stamped in the background on top of the adobe. And then the foreground, you've got some ginger, some vanilla flower, Mm -hmm. some mango. I don't know what coriander looks like. It might be the grass in the background. (laughs) Who knows? And the mango has like a bondage mask, like a BDSM mask. What? And it's it's a lady mango. What are you talking? Where? With a mole. And she's looking through the camera and she's filming something. Oh, oh, yeah. You see it. You see it. She's filming something naughty. This movie's getting smoothie. And she's got like, yeah, black shiny lipstick and a Marilyn Monroe kind of freckle. Mole, yep. And her mango thing's going over the top of one of her eyes. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't really notice that before. This movie movie is kinky. Uh, <laughs> then obviously the dogfish head logo is kind of just like random font. That's how it always is. Then mango smoothie is kind of done like a 1960s uh, movie title. The mango is yeah, kind it's of not like an a jungle green. Font. And smoothie is very like the M kind of trails off a little bit and looks like groovy, like 1960s yeah. movie posters at the time. Yep. All hand drawn. Yep. This is a little not bit a of real a font. Beach in the background with some lighthouse and but it's a really small little image of like a lighthouse on the beach. 2020 Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, Milton, Delaware. Brewed and bottled by Dogfish Head Craft Brewery in Milton, Delaware. Brennigsville, Pennsylvania, Cincinnati, Ohio, in collaboration with the Boston Beer Company. So they brew out of three different locations. Where is this from? Who knows? I guess they brew this out of all three. That's why that's on all three, just to have enough to ship all over the place. Off-centered people drink responsibly. And then there's a warning on the other side. Off-centered art series featuring Ryan Besh. I always like when they do a shout out to that. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is on the bottom right, there's the independent craft or the bottom left. Rather, there's the independent craft brewing logo. It's very small, but it's there. I think once you're owned by Sam fucking Adams, you can't put the ear an independent craft brewer anymore. I don't know. It could just be me. I don't know the yeah. terms of their deal. I don't. Yeah, I'm exactly. not going to crap talk know. dogfish because I love dogfish and all their beer. I was just spent like 10 minutes just gushing about them. But <laughs> Uh, that just that that rubs me the wrong way right there. Once you get bought by Big Beer and Sam Adams, make no mistake, might be the only beer that they they might be have started as an independent craft brewery, but they are big beer now. Yeah. So therefore, you are no longer independent craft beer. Yeah. I mean, they they were independent for what twenty five of their twenty seven years, which sure. is pretty impressive. Is that what, is the logo getting smaller and smaller every year until like contractually <laughs> it goes away? I don't know. Like it's the smallest I've ever seen the logo. So that, maybe that is that is maybe they're ashamed of putting the logo on their bottle too and going, "Do we need this?" Oh man, I don't know. But it just that kind of cheeses me the wrong way a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you, Dogfish, but come on, you're not independent anymore. That's like Sierra Nevada, or if Sierra Nevada bought another brewery, I would think almost the same thing at that point. Once you start buying other breweries, you're no longer independent. Like Sierra Nevada's on the cusp of being so big, they're not like. 
I'm what I would shocked that they're not. Brewery. Yeah. Oh, they'll never sell. They're too big to sell. They just have to become what they despise. Mm. It just it's just what happens. You gotta be happy for someone, but mad at them at the same time. We talk about <laughs> two roads all the time. You know, two roads is like up there, top fifty somewhere biggest craft breweries in the country. Uh, higher, lower, I don't, I don't really know. But if they ever became like, hey, we bought this brewery and this brewery, I would consider them no longer independent too. And yeah, if they claim to be independent, even I would be. Like with my love of two roads. Kind of give them a side like, eye. Mm, come on, buddy. <laughs> come on. Come on, buddy. And unfortunately, my opinion would lessen of them is just how it is. You're so same judgy. With, <laughs> same with if they sold. If they ever sold to Anheuser-Busch or something, I would be Oh, like, I would be pissed if they sold to Anheuser. But I don't just, think they will. You never know. You would think they wouldn't, but you're not in the position where you're sitting there and them putting bags in front of you of money going, this many bags? Oh, no. This, this many, many ba- bags? <laughs> yeah. This And it's like uh, Miracle on 34th Street, but it's all the bags are filled with cash and they are Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you're going to crack and go, I think 50 bags filled with cash was my limit. I think <laughs> I'm good. Let's sell it. <laughs> That's yacht money. <laughs> so fair. You know, I can't blame them, but I can judge them. Empty mug club. We're both done. It's an amazing beer. It's available everywhere. Like I can't, I think this is available in all 50 states. The stat that I saw was 38. Wow. Either, either 31 or 38. This has an, a Hawaii on it. What states aren't getting this beer if Hawaii is getting I this beer? I don't know. Uh, to be fair, Dogfish Head didn't have that stat on their website. I'm going off of what I saw from other websites. That's so fine. I, I saw 31 and 38. I, either way. That's a majority. Yeah. Of everybody. Maybe not Utah, dry state or whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess. It's available most places. So. Compared to most of our other beer, you can get this. Go look for it. I'm sure you can order online. They'll probably ship to you if it's mm-hmm. not one of the estates you're available in. Maybe. Um, but go get it. If you're in an area and you see dogfish, get it. If you're in Delaware or the Washington, D.C. area, because Delaware is a small state. We drive through it all the time to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Go go visit them because it's some weird stuff and it's yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And they've been doing awesome since 1995. And I can't believe this is the first time we've had them on the podcast. Hopefully it's not the last. <laughs> it won't be. I'd like to do Midas Touch on the show because it's been years and years since I've had a Midas Touch. Mm-hmm. I still think that'd be interesting to go back and do like a history lesson. Mm-hmm. That's kind of more my thing. So that might be a, an episode Ooh, I do. Yeah. Because I, I'm more like the history guy. Mm-hmm. I would really be interested in doing that as an episode. And I believe... Was it dogfish? Someone did a, a beer based on like an ancient Egyptian recipe. I wouldn't mind trying that too. I think it was dogfish following Midas's uh, success. But yeah, awesome stuff all around. Great beer. Agreed. I got nothing to add. It's like a pie in a glass and a tart, but it's not like a, it's not heavy. I could go for another one. It's just a yeah, really I'm good. I'm kind of really glad this was a six pack. <laughs> yeah, this is really, did we have the rest in the fridge? Mm-hmm. Oh, can we do another one right now? Well, yeah. All I need is one for a picture. 
I'm about to do another smoothie, yo. <laughs> I think I might too, actually. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. And that's all I got. So thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. Yeah. What else you got to plug? Well, I've got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run, we'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You can find us at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com because we're all part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. While you're there, check out all the other great podcasts and videos we have for you to enjoy. And I've got audiobooks. On Audible. Go check them out. There was an <laughs> Amazon dot prime, uh, prime sale going on last week or a couple days ago or whenever it is you're listening two years ago, eight years ago, whenever you're listening to this podcast, there was a sale. And did you get my books? Go find them. Michael Butler. I don't make money on them unless you get them. But they're pretty fun. Go check them out. Yeah. And then a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Now give me another smoothie. Yeah. Hello, my name is Andrew Morgan. My name is Shane Beauregard. And my name is Chris Frodell. And together we form like Voltron to make a brand new entertainment and pop culture podcast called Recent Activity. Every Wednesday, we will bring you deep dive reviews of the hottest titles from around the film and TV world, previews of the next big things to add to your watch list, or do fun things like top five lists, movie drafts, or anniversary celebrations of your favorite classic films. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Starting May the 11th.